Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Tom Kellerman, Chief Cybersecurity Officer with Carbon Black, and our discussion point is the Russian indictments. What do they mean? Tom, the news is just broken. Special Counsel Robert Mueller has indicted 13 Russian nationals and three Russian entities for allegedly meddling in the 2016 presidential election, charging them with conspiracy to defraud the United States. How do you react to this news? It's about time. Uh, someone who's been watching closely the Russian cyber threat to the United States of America since 2013, um, there was an overarching campaign named Pawnstorm that leveraged um, hacker talent from the cyber crime industry as essentially government assets to target not only the 2,300 most powerful people in the U.S., but then to use information about how our political process works to, to undermine our capacity to understand truth during the election cycle. And this type of information warfare was the child of a doctrine espoused by General Gerasimov um, when he spoke at a Dead Sea resort about uh, the importance of digital warfare and how warfare is, is on a continuum and it doesn't need to be kinetic all the time and that you can destabilize and destroy nation states through cyber attack versus having to deploy troops. Tom, what's the significance of this news? I mean, none of us expects to see perp walks with shackles anytime soon. It's a signal. It's a signal to shine a light into the darkness. It's a signal that the U.S. government is slowly beginning to take her gloves off. At a minimum, these people can no longer vacation in uh, beautiful locales anymore. At a maximum, they might make mistakes and the economic sanctions can be leveraged against them uh, based on existing statute and precedent set by the Treasury and Congress. Tom, I realize this is breaking as we're speaking, but set some expectations for us. What can we expect to see happen next as a result of these indictments being announced today? Uh, I think there'll be some futile attempts made to actually have these people extradited, which will fail. And then you'll see economic sanctions leveraged against those individuals that have been named. And then you'll see essentially a dragnet set up or red letters through Interpol set up for these folks the next time they leave the country. Functionally, I hope digitally the U.S. And the Justice Department uh, through its counterintelligence directorates uh, in the FBI and elsewhere, as well as uh, the DOD begin to dismantle the bulletproof hosts and the command and controls associated with the endeavors of this troll farm. Tom, I want to tap into some of your expertise. As someone who has tracked global threats for years, how do you react to the statement, the indictment, that beginning as early as 2014, the Russian organization Internet Research Agency began operations to interfere with the U.S. political system, including the 2016 elections? Well, it aligns with uh, research that was produced in the industry at the same time that, that highlighted a campaign named Pawnstorm uh, that was purposely targeting the 2,300 most powerful people in America with over 18 zero days. In fact, the ex-agent piece of malware that was leveraged during that campaign would allow you to own an iOS device and then turn on the microphone and camera specific to location 
and calendar settings. And if you think about the amount of personal information you can render on someone that could be used for the purposes of coercion or extortion someday due to that, you can only imagine uh, the utility of such to be leveraged through social media campaigns or disinformation campaigns or information warfare initiatives. It's quite elegant. I mean, you, you have to respect the fact that um, espionage and uh, information warfare has changed. But that being said is, the U.S. has been far too slow to react, uh, far too slow. Tom, also according to the indictment, defendants allegedly posed as U.S. persons, they created false U.S. personas, and they operated, as you said, social media pages and groups designed to attract U.S. audiences. How does this jibe with what you have seen from nation-state threat actors? Well, the Russians were the pioneers of this, this political catfishing is quite pronounced now and it's being used by by numbers of of nation states um, and intelligence operations around the world i'm very concerned about the fact that this type of technique is being emulated by other nation states and other non-state actor groups and it is you know the achilles heel of democracy um, is the functional fact that people through freedom of speech can espouse ideas and they can trend through modern day technology allowing for less um, educated folks to be critical about what they're reading. And frankly, I miss the days when people would verify um, the credibility of a source uh, prior to just believing the information that is espoused in their channel. Um, but I guess the, the ADD of, of American culture is being used against us. So I should have asked you to set the stage up front, but I'm going to ask you to do that now. You've tracked activity like this for a long time. Who are the threat actors we need to be concerned about and what have they done on this this dark web stage? Uh, well, the three most prolific uh, actor groups are the Russians, the Chinese, and the Iranians. The Iranians are now fully capable to leverage significant attacks uh, against the West. And because of the rhetoric espoused by the current administration, uh, they have more of a resolve to do so. Um, the Russians are the best, and the best, they are the best. They are the most sophisticated in, in how they apply human intelligence, human to signals intelligence. They are the most uh, sophisticated as it relates to refining their tradecraft and utilizing the, the weaknesses or the addictions of American society against itself. Uh, when it comes to hearts and minds. Uh, we need to get better at it. Um, the intelligence community has been fighting the good fight, but for too long, both the Obama administration and the Trump administration have limited their capacity to react. And we've been fighting this fight with our arms tied behind our backs. Uh, it's time to take, take the gloves off. It's time to take the gloves off. I mean, we're getting hammered. The thing that we should have stated, the thing we should have heard in the, in the hearings the other day was that not that we're under attack, we've been colonized. We're dealing with a cyber insurgency now, and it's all about dealing with a threat that's already inside our homes, our businesses, and our lives, and it's about eradicating that. And the existing cybersecurity solutions on the market right now are blind to what goes on behind them and, and cannot actually associate, you know, essentially large volumes of data of historical relevance to understand what has occurred, to understand what's happening now. The, the inability to apply big data to what's going on out there is highly problematic for the defenders. So, Tom, to some extent, this is a call to arms. 
how do security leaders need to respond to what they hear and what they read today? Well, trust trust is, is a very powerful construct. You're going to be under siege by advanced nation-state adversaries and non-state actor groups. The, the stronger your brand is and the more business you do with government agencies and significant multinational corporations. You're going to be dealing with zero-day attacks. You're going to be dealing with fireless malware. You're going to be dealing with a persistent presence on your devices that just because you turned off the command and control doesn't mean you've eradicated the threat. You also need to comprehend that they don't just burglarize us anymore or steal our information or provide misinformation. They use our resources against our constituencies. After they hack your, your system, after they've manipulated your data, they then use your website for watering hole attacks or they leverage business email compromise attacks in reverse using your mail server to send out malware against your constituency. So it's all about colonization for these folks. Tom, what's next? A few minutes ago, you referenced a hearing earlier this week where our intelligence community warned us about coming elections and interference. But what else do we need to be concerned about, not just in government, but in business as well? Well, in terms of the election, I'm, I'm concerned about the psychology of the American voter. The Carbon Black produced an interesting study recently surveying uh, voters for their confidence in the upcoming elections and how they would react to um, this construct of uh, Russian interference. And one out of four of those respondents said they wouldn't vote, that they would just throw their hands up in the air and say, screw it. That's terrifying to me. That's approximately 58 million people, if you, if you leverage those stats out that would not be willing to participate because they would feel like the whole thing is quote unquote rigged. And that is, it is very terrifying for me. It is very terrifying to me. In terms of what's coming, I'm very concerned about irrational actor groups that have access to elite hacker code and attack platforms that could leverage fileless malware against critical infrastructures to manipulate the integrity of data that could impact transportation, uh, or the validity of time, per se, in the financial sector, which would create a financial crisis. Again, Tom, I come back to you. What's the action item for the cybersecurity community? Look, uh, it's high time that you empower yourselves within your organization to get greater budgets and make this a brand protection issue. Your CMO should be allocating some budget associated with the security of your websites associated with the security of your email servers and your marketing campaigns of the organization. With that new budget, you need to invest in forward-leaning cybersecurity technologies like EDR, like deception, uh, like memory augmentation, like multi-factor and two-factor authentication for everyone, just as examples. But most importantly, I think the construct of actually being able to understand everything that occurs within your network and on your endpoints is fundamental. And even when you're moving to public-based cloud infrastructures, et cetera, you need to be very concerned nowadays about hypervisor security and other things. And you need to pay close attention not only to how you secure things, but how your business partners secure things and how the, the major law firms and marketing firms that service you are securing their own networks because any contagion there will bleed into you. Tom, we've got to stop asking what keep, keeps people up at night. We're not going to let them sleep. Look, we've been sleeping. We've been asleep at the wheel for 20 years, man. It's crazy. We're, we're reading about all this stuff in the news, and even those of us who care know that 
Uh, we've been underfunded. We've been given limited authorities. We're on our own. The, the government can't actually help us or save us. They can investigate us after we're digitally dead. And so it, it's high time that we, we really bang the drum and, and appreciate the fact that this is a community effort and we have to civilize American cyberspace now. Tom, I really appreciate your time and your insight as this news is breaking this afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate the opportunity. Again, we've been talking about the Russian indictments and what they mean for cybersecurity. I've been speaking with Tom Kellerman. He's Chief Cybersecurity Officer with Carbon Black. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.